Good afternoon, everybody. We're back with another episode of Enough is Enough. I'm your host, Marlon Burnett. And today we're going to talk about what did Ali say? The champ is here. (laughs) We're going to talk about the day that the chip came back to the bay. And I'm talking about the real bay. I'm talking about Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic Super Bowl champions. Now, the reason I preface all that and say all that is because this was a year like no other in NFL history. This was a year like no other in NFL history. Yet. 44-year-old dude switching teams after 20 years or 43, whatever you want to call them. Switching teams. New pieces around him. New environment. Hell, he walked into the wrong damn house before the season. I mean, how about that? They, he goes from walking into somebody else's house to throwing the damn Lombardi trophy from one boat to another. How about that? But what y'all got to understand is how Tampa Bay got to this point, right? Tampa Bay got to this point, which we never get to this point, by the way. It never happens to Tampa Bay. I honestly didn't know how to act. I kind of still don't know how to act. It's weird that Tampa has all the stars. I mean, it's just weird. It's still weird. Brady's in the Tampa Bay jersey. It's weird Gronk is in the Tampa Bay jersey. All these guys, it's weird, man. We just, we don't get that, man. We don't get that, right? But even before we got a lot of the guys, right? When we got Tom Brady, I told my man Leo, I said, we're winning the Super Bowl. Now, Leo in normal Cowboys fan fashion kind of got mad probably because, you know, I don't know why. I mean, we're the we've got the worst winning percentage of any pro team in all of sports. But for some reason, we're not the lovable losers. I just don't understand. Every time Tampa Bay pops up and has a good team, America should be rooting. Hell, they root for Cleveland more than they root for dang Dallas. I mean, uh, Tampa Bay. I mean, we're terrible. Now, this has come from a kid who had sickle orange Tampa Bay gear in the middle of Dallas winning three out of four. I was that kid. Wearing Wearing the starter jacket, not caring. So the first year we won the Super Bowl in 02, almost got kicked out of the dorms that night. Because for some reason, 
Nobody wanted Tampa Bay to win. Everybody was a Raiders fan. So I knocked on everybody's door that was a Raider fan. It was pretty much everybody because nobody was cheering with me. Then this year, oh, it brought a whole new host of problems. Now, what I've been trying to do is rationalize why. Is it because Tom Brady came? I mean, at this point, you can't get mad at the dynasty, right? You can't get mad at the at 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 at, at the uh, uh, the situation as far as New England, the evil empire. You can't get mad that he's still playing for the evil empire. You can't get mad at Belichick. You can't say, "Well, man, oh man, Belichick always winning." It's not like Tampa Bay is always winning. If anything, it should have been more amazement this year. How? I ain't never heard of no 43-year-old dude switching teams from a team to a team that didn't even make the playoffs the year before, ain't made the playoffs in 13 years, ain't won a playoff game since that Super Bowl. Not looking too good during the, during the season, and I'm watching it. I'm seeing it. Now, I'm a football connoisseur, and I'm watching the game. I'm watching every game. And what I saw was this. First off, we're running too many receivers out, right? We we, We have four and five receivers a lot, which meant we didn't have a lot of guys to protect Tom Brady, which meant Tom Brady's gonna take a lot of hits, okay? Which Tom Brady is not into taking hits, and no quarterback really is into taking hits. You can stand in and take a few, but you ain't supposed to stand in and take 10 to 15 a game. I'm talking about right to your chops. That's not what that's about. We weren't utilizing our tight ends enough. I felt we had the best tight end group in the league with Gronk, Cameron Bray, and O.J. Howard. I felt we weren't using them enough. And on the real, Leonard Fournette was tipping all season. Yeah, that's right. I said it. He was tipping all year. There's a reason why his his, his nickname now is Playoff Lenny. Because he didn't pull it. He didn't pull of it out of his ass until the damn playoffs. Okay? Now I watch every game, and this guy tipped to the line every game. Now, Ronald Jones, he'll bang that thing up in there. Ronald Jones coming in, you're going to feel something. But, but, but Leonard Fournette, I don't know what it was, but when the playoffs kicked in, this fool turned into the back I thought he was going to be the whole year. Just in time. Now, I'm glad he did. Now, 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 now let's, let, let's go to the guys we brought in, right? We're bringing in playoff Lenny. Nobody wanted him. We're bringing in Antonio Brown. Nobody wanted him. Hell, our head coach didn't even want him before the season. We're bringing Gronk out of a year of retirement. He ain't played football in a year. We're bringing a 43-year-old who won six Super Bowls for a franchise, and they don't even want him no more. 
We've got a band of misfits, right? I like to call them the mercenary. We got the mercenary and Dominican Sue. He was in Tampa one year. He signed a two-year deal. So, you know, I don't know why he was there. I don't know if he was there for the money early on or if he thought we're a team on the rise. But for some reason, he was he was already on the team. Now, the reason we won the championship, now we get to the nitty gritty. The reason we won the championship is simple. The humility of Bruce Arians. Now, if you remember during the season, there was a four-game stretch leading into our bye. Then in my mind, it was going to show me one or two things. Are we a Super Bowl contender or are we not? I'm watching the game, right? I'm watching the game. Or all the games. And, and no, that's when we lost to the Saints. Got humiliated by the Saints. We lost to, 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 to Kansas City. Now, Kansas, the Kansas City game is the game I felt the turnaround happen. It was a game leading into the bye week. It was a big-time game because it was Brady versus Mahomes. They're coming to the Bay. For me, it had a feeling of the old Tampa Bay, Philadelphia-type feel. Like, yeah, we're probably going to – this is probably going to be the Super Bowl, and it's probably going to be here in this stadium. So I just want to see how we'd match up. And boy, that first quarter, you would think we didn't even play football, right? You would think we didn't even play football. Tyreek Hill had like 200-something receiving yards in a quarter. I mean, they put up 21 in a quarter. Maybe 17. No, they put up 17. We're blitzing. We're leaving guys on islands. We're leaving young guys, by the way, on islands against a fast guy in the league. And they made them pay every time. I don't think they missed a shot to go deep to that fool. But the next three quarters are what a lot of people didn't watch, right? Because what I saw was our defense turned into the defense that they're going to be the rest of the year. Now, they put up 17 on us in the first quarter, and they only scored 10 the rest of the game. Quiet as it's kept, they had a hell of a call, I believe, on fourth down, if not fourth down, third down, but I think they went for it, and they, they caught a hell of a play, and they got the fourth down, and they iced the game. If, they, if we would have held them right there, we would have got the ball back and won that game. But for some reason... Everybody thought we lost that game 56 to 10. So we go through and we're mopping everybody up, right? After that bye week, I guarantee the meeting went like this. Tom Brady walks in, bag full of championship rings. He says, look, Bruce, this is what it is. You want to know my credentials? He dumps open the bag. He says, these are my credentials, okay? Have six of these. You have none as a head coach. If you want to get one as a head coach this year, I'm going to tell you what we got to do. Number one. I'm not going to be dropping back with four, or five, with four or five receivers and getting hit. Second off, 
every quarterback that's played under you in their first first year has had the career high in interceptions. I'm not none of them, so I'm not doing that either. Third off, we're going to run some double tight ends, okay? We're going to run some double tight ends for two reasons. A, we got, we got guys here that can run it, A. Two, it is going to force them to play a heavier set. So when our play action passes are coming in, it's going to be more wide open than it is now. That's the difference. And if you watch the offensive game from the bye week on, it was so money, people didn't even know. Now, the, only, the only reason we weren't scoring is because we were screwing up. Brady might throw a pick, guy might drop a ball, something like that, but we couldn't really be stopped. And we were still throwing the ball down the field. You can still push the ball down the field without being in four or five wide. But you've got to make a conscious effort to make the de- to, to dictate, you know, make the defense go where you want, make them have the personnel that you want on the field and it'll dictate how you can throw it. Hey, man, if I go double tight and they're in a dime, I'm running until you bring some more big guys in there. Now when you bring some more big guys in there, oh, now we can play action. And now we've got one-on-one or you're in the zone on the backside or something like that. Now we can go deep. Because our guys can beat any of your guys one-on-one. Now I got options. And the way I was watching it, I'm watching, I'm saying, man, this is perfect. This is perfect. I'm watching it. Like, they're doing everything. I mean, I've never seen a team switch up like this in the middle of the season. Something must have happened. Somebody said something. Right? So when we get to the playoffs, and to be 100% honest with you guys, the only team I was scared of was Washington. Okay? Because they didn't have a quarterback that I knew anything about. And, and I knew their defense was was pretty damn good. I think, I mean, Washington was, was up there. Saints, I felt if Drew Brees played, we we're going to win. And Drew Brees played and we won. Because by the end of the year, man, Dudes are getting injured, man. Look, Drew Brees, there's a reason why his wife came out and sent that tweet. And he, she listed seven, eight different injuries. I mean, dude was busted up. It wasn't just those ribs. It was a lot of other stuff. So what he had to do was hang it up. And to the detriment, he should have been man enough to pull himself out of the game. Because he was hurting the team. Jameis would have been a better option at that point. Because the one pass he came in and threw, his arm was live. And he hit Buddy in stride. By the time he got that damn LASIK, now, now he can see. Right? But we weren't too worried about New Orleans, man. Our, we were better than they were. We got better throughout the season. See, that's the good thing about having a young secondary. 
is that every game they get better. Our guys are first, second, third year guys. All of them were. We have we, we didn't have nobody on the secondary, I believe, in this in this free agency right here. So I let you know everybody's in there going into their second or third year next year, maybe our third or fourth next year, second, third or fourth. But either way, we had a bunch of young guys. We just happened to hit on all of our guys. Because I watched the drafts, and I was, I've been happy with all the drafts. I'm like, I like that guy. Oh, who's, I like that guy. And the one thing nobody talks about is player development. We have a hell of a, hell of a staff right now that is developing players. Whether it's on the D-line, when Vita Vea goes out, and we bring in, uh, 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 they call him Nacho. We bring in big number 56 to fill the void. And he has a stellar, stellar run for us in the middle to help us to the top run defense in the league. But one thing I knew was 30 was, you were going to have to score 30 to get into the party with us. Because I knew we were going to score 30. I knew at the, the way our offense was playing, it was going to be easy for us to score a touchdown, a quarter, and a field goal. So pretty much, I'm like, can that team score 30 on us? And I didn't feel anybody could score 30 on us. I wasn't worried about Green Bay. We already had smacked Green Bay, and we weren't. That was when we didn't know what the hell was going on, and we still smacked them with Devontae Adams, by the way. So I wasn't too worried about them. The only thing I might have been worried about was the cold. But it's like, we got Tom Brady. <laughs> He was born, you know? Not worried about no dang cold when you got Tommy B. Then we got to the Super Bowl, and for two weeks, man, for two weeks, I heard pundits. Yeah, I like to call them pundits because I love that word. Helps me from saying punks. Saw these pundits on the radio. Saw these pundits on TV. I, I saw these pundits in Vegas with the betting line. That acted, like I said, like we lost to the Chiefs 56 to 10 during the season. We won the last three quarters 24 to 10 of that game. And I just had a feeling we had something for them. I'm in here in the gym telling everybody, of course, nobody's cheering for Tampa Bay again. 20 years later, ain't nothing changed. But I'm telling people, hey, man, we got some format. We're a better team, and they're not. And I don't know who sets the line in Vegas, but y'all must have thought damn Mahomes was damn Superman or some shit. Let's just be real here. Mahomes is great, but no quarterback is anything without an O-line. None. I done seen every quarterback try. And sooner or later, they either don't have a good enough defense to help with, uh, help stop a, another team or their O-line isn't as good and they're getting ran around and they're running for their life and, and that's what it is. Montana didn't win every Super Bowl every year he played. You know why? Because the Giants had something to say about that. The Bears had something to say about that. He getting served up. I think he got knocked out of two games in the playoffs. With the Niners. Dude's got something to say about that. So, but yet, everybody comes in and says, oh, you think they're going to really do anything against Mahomes? And I'm like, did y'all watch the game? I honestly don't think anybody watched the game. 
Hell, I don't even think those guys in Vegas watch the game. Because they had uh, Kansas City as a three, three, three and a half point favorite. They had them as a three and a half point favorite with two tackles injured against the number six defense in the nation or, or, or in, in, the, in, the, in the NFL, or maybe number eight. I think the Saints were number six. Number eight defense in the league. Felt like Bar Scott. Come here, give us no disrespect. Come here, give us no respect. We don't talk about their defense. We don't talk about all defense. They defense can't stop a nosebleed. We're the top team in the defense in the NFL this year. Felt like Bart Scott. The way the Bucks came out and dismantled the Chiefs. So everybody who wants to say the refs got paid, look, some guys get taught differently, right? There's a lot of ref, or there's a lot of DB coaches and defense coordinators that play the laws of chance. Hey, pull tug. They, I, I'll let, I, I'll give you a few. They're not going to call all of them. Well, man, when you out there on the islands, man, and the ref's eyes are live, you got the best ref crew. You got an all-star crew from the season. Everybody that's rated this X amount high is on that game. They're not missing nothing. So when you keep grabbing fools, which there was grabbing fools, when you keep hitting fools after five yards, when you ain't supposed to touch nobody after five yards, you can't be bitching and moaning when they're throwing the flag. It's your job to adjust to the refs. It's not the ref's job to adjust to you. That's the number one rule in football and basketball and baseball. You got to adjust to the ump how he's calling his strike zone. You can get mad all you want, but that's how he calls it. It's up to you to adjust. Hey, I might be able to get this guy driving to me a little bit more body with another ref, but this ref here, oh, he, he, he got me quick. Okay, I got to adjust to that. Can't just be getting mad at the ref. You, It's your job to adjust to the game that's being played. And for Kansas City not to adjust at all should further let you know they're taught that. They're taught those techniques. And you know what? You can't be grabbing and holding in the Super Bowl when you got the top-rated refs doing the game. You can't be grabbing and holding all the damn time. And, and I'm sorry they were. Now, the only one that was questionable to me was maybe the one in the end zone to Mike Evans. But when you watch it, hey, did Honey Badger hit him after five and bump him off his line? Yes, he did. Whether the ball was catchable, whether Mike Evans could have got there, it has, we'll never know. You know why? Because he bumped him off the line. He bumped him off of his line after five yards. You can't touch the guy after five yards. Look, I don't like the rule either, man. I'm old school. But at the end of the day, all I can do is sit back and say that's the rules. Our guys weren't taught to play like that. If you go back and rewatch the game right now, if you rewatch the game, you'll see. Our guys are closing on that ball coming, defense coming at the same time. Bam! Good play on the ball. Their guys was holding and grabbing, man. They, they wasn't ready. They weren't ready. They thought they fought it, but they shit it. That's what happened. All y'all lost money.
all y'all lost money. Already had one a, 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 a jersey through the playoffs. Already had one a jersey. I said, I'm going to stop while I'm ahead. I already got my Derrick Brooks 02 Mitchell and Ness. I need to stop. Quit while I'm ahead. But if you watch that game, there should be one lesson you should have learned. If you ain't got no, if you ain't got no O line, I don't care who you are. Look, I played behind a great O line, and then I played behind a not that great O line. And trust me, it changes from the pre-snap read on every play. Every play, you're not settled. You're not. I mean, I went from not having to worry about a snap to, okay, where's the snap going to go? Just that right there. You took for granted the ball hitting you in the hands and you've been able to look up immediately compared to the ball even coming in low, taking your head down, and now you got to bring it back up and scan. Just that right there. We're not even getting into dudes getting beat off the ball and all that. We're not even getting to that. Let's just talk about the snap. So Mahomes, to, to me... Mahomes is, 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 is just what I thought he was. He's, he, he's going to go down as a great quarterback. He'll probably win multiple championships. I'm not going to say he's it's guaranteed. Because no matter how you slice it, he had a 52% quarterback rating. His quarterback rating was 52 points some. He had no touchdowns and two interceptions. He had a terrible game. Now, obviously... For a dude to be running for 497 yards from snap to either sack or throwaway or pass. I mean, at the end of the day, you can't come up with something quick. Where's your screenplays at? Where's all this wizardry at? Guys are there now. He's throwing up to Tyreek Hill. Oops, hand comes in late. Bam, hit him off the face mask. Dudes are on their ass now. It's a whole different vibe. I, I man, I'm so glad my team was feeling like me. Okay, we coming out here to bust some heads. Hey, look, this was the funny part. There's a Chiefs fan at the gym I train out of. You know what he told me, and this is when I knew we busted their ass for real. He was gone for like two weeks. I didn't see him. I happened to have an early client one day and I got here earlier, probably like two hours earlier than normal. And I see his car here. I'm like, this dude's been ducking me. And sure enough, he said, yeah, I've been ducking you, man. I've been mad the whole time. And this is exactly, this was when I knew. He said, if this ever happens again and the team that's, uh, the, the, the place that's hosting the Super Bowl, their team makes the Super Bowl, they need to change the venue because it's not fair as a home field advantage. <laughs> That's what I knew. That's what I knew. We made it hurt. They talk about something that ain't never happened in 54 Super Bowls finally happens. They're the underdogs against the GOAT. And since they smacked them so bad, they got Chiefs fans wanting to reevaluate the whole who is the team wins at the Super Bowl. They need to, oh, man, that was the icing on the cake, okay? 
Now, the icing on the cake is the best part. That's what makes the cake, right? It wasn't just enough for us to win the Super Bowl. It wasn't just enough for them to win the Super Bowl, man. I was in there cheering. It was, a, it, was, it, was, it was the second greatest Super Bowl I've ever seen. Behind the first one we won. You know, there's nothing like the first one. But the, sad, the second one is still pretty sweet. And the best part is... Everybody's resigning. I told everybody we we're going to resign everybody. Everybody said they're going to get paid. I said, not with Tommy. We're going to make this work. And all we're down to is A.B. and Leonard Fournette. We got Shaq Barrett back. We've got Chris Godwin back. We got Indomitian Sue back. We got Donovan Smith back. We got Levante David. We got everybody back. All we need is A.B. and Leonard Fournette. And we will be back. Even without them, I still feel we will be back in the Super Bowl next year. I don't know who we're going to play. Because everybody's looking different now. Quite as Kansas City just lost both of their tackles, right? So we're going to have to see. But one thing I will tell you. We don't do this run it back stuff. That's not what we do. That was that was Kansas City's thing, and that's what they do, and that's what they didn't do. You know, I like to say stuff like, man, we're just going to repeat. We're going for the repeat. We're going to be one of the forever teams, right? You know, Green Bay. Uh, you know, we can go to the 70s. You got, you know, you, you Seventies, you got you know uh, the Dolphins, you got Steelers, you know the eighties, you got the Niners, you know, you know Cowboys, you know Broncos. You got teams that have gone back to back, right? Patriots. Uh, I don't think anybody's gone back to back since the Patriots in '03 and '04. So we're, we're so we're looking. To get in that pantheon and go back to back. I'm looking forward to it. I'm trying to keep these, keep these to 30 minutes or less. I'm at 30 minutes, folks. Hope I painted the 2020 picture for y'all for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was a great year for me. Couldn't have gone any better. Have fun watching every game. Well, highs and lows. I'm hollering. I'm, I'm, I'm whatever. You know? And uh, I'm glad we got that ship. And the goal is if we win it again, I'm going to that dang parade. The Bay is going to get blessed by me. But anyway. Y'all need to give props to Tampa Bay. Okay. Y'all need to give props to Tampa Bay. Because enough is enough. Give it up to us. It ain't bad. Give it up to us. Say, man, y'all earned it. You paid the cost to be the boss. You earned it. Congratulations. I'm glad your squad won, man. I appreciate that. That's what you gotta let a, that's what you gotta let a fool know. That's what you gotta do. Hey man, look, don't hate. 
congratulate. It feels better. This feels better to your soul. To not be a little hating, hating fool. So enough is enough on the hate. But there'll always be some hate when you debate me. Because I'm going to make you think outside the box. I'm going to bring it all around and then let it jumble around. And you can decide what you want to do with it. You can either hate or you can congratulate. Either way, that trophy's still in the bag. (laughs) I'll talk to y'all later.